Hi, this is the Pilgrim Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela. here joining me as well. Today we're going to do another update. We've had a lot of questions since we posted that we will be visiting Nuevo Vallarta and doing stem cells again with Theo next month, end of May. We've just been getting a lot of questions about why we're going back and also what kind of progress we've made since our last visit in August. Sean's been getting the questions too, right? Yeah, I actually had a coworker today ask me about it. And I was just looking at the calendar before we got on the call. It's about seven months, almost eight months that we've gone since the procedure. So a good amount of time has passed uh, since. But um, you were even saying that Mary his therapist today was giving him uh, a review that she's really excited about, right? Yeah, on Monday, we're going to be having a little parent meeting with Theo's BCBA, um, his head uh, therapy consultant for ABA. And she's just going to be reviewing with us everything that was submitted for to insurance for reauthorization, just going over his progress that he's made according to all the data, right? So that they have to submit with insurance to get a reauthorization for his care, um, which we know definitely isn't everything, but we are excited to sit down with her and just see the progress that he's made compared to the six months prior to some cells because Theo wasn't in the best place as we've talked about several times post car accident, um, December, 2020 sent him into just such a bad flare and it took a whole year for us to get him back to baseline and stem cells really, really helped us get there. So we just wanted to hop on here and this will be a short episode. And we just wanted to discuss the progress that we've seen and why we're going back. John, you want to start? Well, I think the just this week, the one moment that we both kind of stopped and paused in awe and gratitude was he has been a, a really yes Theo has been a really messy boy as of late and he had like he always is into everything you guys like oh my gosh so many things like on Sunday he had not once but twice gotten smoothies from the fridge like the little pre-made organic banana chocolate smoothies that we love from costco he had gotten himself one and he no longer uses sippy uses sippy cups the last few months he's like switched over he thinks he's too big and he was drinking from the smoothie cup and we turned our backs he went into his room with the the smoothie cup 
and spilled it all over and then was like playing with it, like smearing it in his floor. So grateful that we switched his carpet out, right, husband? <laughs> you didn't think that was such a good idea. And now I think you're, you knew I was right. But um, like smearing the smoothie everywhere, like onto his dresser, onto his bed, underneath his bed. So he did that not once, but twice on Sunday. Somehow he managed to do that. But anyways, the, the, what Sean was talking about, the like amazing moment where we just like looked at each other and like, wait, did that just happen? Was he has decided the last like month or so that he does not like couch pillows on the couch. And I have like five of them on the couch and he, whenever he's in the family room, he just goes grabs all the couches and throws them onto the rug. And I'm constantly picking them up and it's like driving me crazy. So on Sunday out of frustration, I was like, Theo, come and pick these pillows up. Come pick them up and put them back on the couch. And I asked him only like two times. And he went and picked up every single pillow, single pillow and put them back on the couch. And he has never followed a direction like that, like so clearly. And he even like kind of like rolled his eyes at me like, oh my gosh, mom, you're so annoying. <laughs> well, and even today when my coworker was asking me about it, Theo was in the fridge um, just kind of looking in there. And so I told him, Theo, shut the fridge and, and lock it because we have this little kitty lock that we put on it so he can't get in he knows how to lock it he doesn't know how to open it but i said theo shut the fridge and lock it and he did right then and there and things like that that his receptive understanding has greatly improved over the last seven eight months since stem cells and i think a lot of that too is not as many tantrums when we give him those commands he follows the commands with uh, less tantrums. I wouldn't say that we don't ever have tantrums, but there's less. And like what six-year-old doesn't have tantrums? Like today he, I took him to get his haircut tonight and like we pulled up and in Theo's own way, he was protesting, like kind of giving some like yells and screams out. Like he didn't want to go in, but we got in there and he kind of threw a, <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a meltdown. Like he just kind of arched his back and wouldn't get in the chair. But then once I finally was like, listen, Theo, we have to get our haircut. Like this is what we're doing tonight. And after we get a haircut, then you can go home and take a shower because it probably feels itchy. Right. Like I just talked to him. Like I would talk to a six year old and like, it just really seems like it actually like he processed it. And then he just sat in the chair and like, you know, he, he does really well with haircuts now, but it's just so crazy. And I think the biggest thing that stem cells has done is just lowered the amount of inflammation that his brain and his body are dealing with so that he actually can be open to the world around him. Before he was just in such a constant state of stress that it was like fight or flight all the time. And now it's like, oh, this is like a whole new world. Well, yeah, I can even relate it to my own personal life as I practice more yoga and even going on walks during midday, like I call it walking meditation. 
Uh, I really believe that even us neurotypical parents, sometimes we have stress overload. And when you're in stress overload, you can't process new information. You can't process difficult and challenging conversations. You can't overcome conflict because you're managing the stress overload going on in your body and in your mind. And so similar thing for Theo, if you can find a way to get the body out of stress response, um, then he can be more stable and more calm and more understanding to his world around him. It's the same for us as well, which I definitely have noticed. I think we told the story of uh, Theo with the scooter uh, last episode. Just in a quick summary, uh, we think the uh, babysitter had let him ride the scooter without a helmet, not realizing that that's a, a hard rule in our home. But um, I, he went out and wanted to ride the scooter. And I said, okay, Theo, let's put the helmet on. He put it on, went cruising down the street. And I had to, to literally run after him because he's getting so fast and so good on the scooter. About halfway down the street or at the end of the street, he started protesting, begging me to take off the helmet. And I said, no, Theo, if you're going to be on the scooter, you have to wear the helmet. And he kind of whined and went a little further. And then he stopped and uh, kind of stood his ground and said, and kept asking me to take off the helmet. And so I took off the helmet and then I grabbed the scooter and said, OK, well, then if you're not wearing the helmet, you can't scooter. So we had a bit of a meltdown and walked from there. Uh, well, he cried there for a, a few minutes, and I just tried to have a conversation. I said, okay, well, if you're not going to wear the helmet, we might as well go home. And we started walking back, and about halfway back, he was still protesting, crying, throwing a tantrum, sat on the sidewalk, um, and didn't want to get up, didn't want to move. So I called Angela and put her on speakerphone and just told her what was going on. And so then Angela just calmly said, Theo, no, everyone in our family has to wear helmets. Uh, we're not going to allow more brain inflammation to happen for you. Even Eva has to wear her helmet. And Angela, after calmly explaining it to him, he stood up and started walking home. So it's like he understood the concept and we were able to negotiate with him. Yeah, he's like understanding more and more every day, which is amazing. Uh, I'm sure everyone's asking, what about verbal communication? Theo is, I, we have words that come and go. Um, not definitely not consistent. I would say the last few months we haven't heard very many. However, just this last week we were rock climbing with him. And um, he was on the, what is it called? The self belay. I don't even know the right terminology. Sorry. But um, the instructor was like, Theo, I see you're stuck in a place. Let me go up and help, help you. So she climbed up and he kept motioning and gesturing for her to like, go away, like moving his hand, like, go away, go away. And you could tell he did not want her help. And so she said, Theo, do you not want my help? Do you want me to go away? And he yelled, yeah, 
And it was like very, very clear. Like everyone there was like, oh my gosh, Theo just told her to leave. But we were so proud of him and everyone was so proud of him. Like he was trying to communicate like, no, I don't want your help. And then later on in the evening, he was on this like harder part of the wall. And the instructor once again was like trying to give him pointers. Like Theo, put your right foot on the yellow or put, watch where I'm pointing, put your left foot over here. And after a while, he was just getting so annoyed with her and like just pushing her away. Like, no, I do not want any help. And I looked over to Sean and was like, oh my gosh, I wonder where he gets that from. He doesn't want, he doesn't like anyone else telling him what to do either. He wants to figure it out on his own. And anyway, moral of the story, he does not have verbal communication, but I really think for us, I've always said, well, I haven't always said that in the beginning. I kind of, I always was like, I just need him to talk. I just need him to talk, but he's gaining skills and communication, even if it's not verbal. And for the last year and a half or so, um, with this PANDAS diagnosis, I've just truly only asked for my child to be pain-free. And I think, Sean, you feel the same way. Yeah, I, I still hold hope um, for talking uh, specifically because, and I see a lot of signs leading to that. Uh, even all of his therapists are saying that he's becoming a lot more vocal. He's not saying really words, but he's making new sounds, new skills with his mouth. And that gives me a, a lot of hope uh, for conversation. And uh, he does say, I love you, uh, his approximation of I love you a lot to uh, Eva and Ange and I. Um, it is really freaking cute when, especially when we give him things that he wants. He knows how to negotiate and uh, manipulate people. He does have approximations. There, I, yeah, not a lot, but like he does for like go and I love you. And I feel like he kind of does, he has for a few other things. Um, but one other thing that I wanted to touch on before we wrap up is he, oh my gosh, just his eating has changed so much since stem cells. Mm. He, like the diversity of what he's eating and how much he's eating. Um, a picture popped up in my feed of... Theo when we were in Mexico last time for stem cells and I sent it to Sean and he was like oh my gosh he was so skinny and Theo's still a skinny boy but he has grown taller and he I feel like he's thickened up a little bit and it's just great like that was only seven months ago well that brings up another memory where or um recently that Theo has gone into the fridge actually grabbed salami the actual packages and then hands it to us where before his mode of communication is always grabbing our hand and placing it on the things he wanted so i mean it's it's little but it's big in our world where he's actually going grabbing it out of the fridge walking it to us handing it to us like communicating i want some meat salami and that's huge for our family and also he's 
continuing to improve on his AAC device, his communication device with touch chat through his um, iPad. Like he's getting better and better with that too. We're hearing from school and from therapists and we're not amazing at making him use it for us since we always know what he wants. And I know that's horrible. Sorry, speech therapists out there. I know it's bad, but we're trying hard. And, but just like the other night, he had a freaking kale salad for dinner and was requesting more. Like, can you even believe like three years ago to say, or even just two years ago, if you would have told me that Theo would be eating a kale salad, I would have been like, there's no freaking way. We used to have to hold him down and syringe him nutrients half the time. Yeah. I mean, for a while, we were even just doing pouches, like fruit and veggie, veggie pouches, pouches, which yeah. I, I think is a great starting point because, right, that's going to help heal the gut. But... Yeah, to be able to go from there to where we are today is a huge leap. Like tonight, uh, I fed him jalapenos and peppers and onions and sweet potatoes. Yeah, and beef. He ate all of it. And I've always hated peppers growing up, and so to like see him at six eating that food, it makes me really excited for his health, especially his bodily health uh, for eating all those nutrients that I basically refused to take as a kid. And so really excited for where he is. Yeah, for sure. And one quick thing too, I just wanted to like touch on how great you've been and trying to help heal his gut. And I think stem cells has helped so much in um, just increasing the amount and the variety of foods that Theo mm. eats. And I think that really just stemmed from healing his gut and all the gut work that you really stressed. And one of those main things that we do every single morning is the microgreens. Well, Dr. Nick, our favorite, Nick Ogazian, uh, we have a podcast with him. If you haven't listened to it, go ahead and listen to it. We, um, we have also the uh text from it so if you don't if you're not able to listen you can go read that verbatim how the conversation went and we love him because he has uh, a son with similar diagnosis as theo so he understands what we're going through but um when we first met with him and this is kind of his protocol with most kids is you have to heal the gut first because most of these kids have dysbiosis gut dysfunction uh, and then that leads to more uh, diagnosis, more uh, maladies, more challenges. Uh, so if you're able to heal the gut first, and then it's kind of like a domino effect for improving other areas, mood um, for Theo was hugely impacted, right? Uh, as we changed his diet and got rid of inflammatory foods and really focused on a plant-based natural organic whole holistic diet and as a family you can't just have one person doing it unfortunately like if it's if it's in the pantry or if it's in the fridge and it's available your kids are going to always request it so we had we went through a full transformation and that's really the only way to do it yeah and i think that just the doing the stem cells has just really 
skyrocketed and like having that foundation it's just escalated everything for the better um and that's why we're going back for more and we want to be um you can listen to the podcast episodes we've done before with josh from dream body clinic but they really feel like the what is it the the peak time when cells I think it's like six to nine months, right? So yeah. we don't really recommend going back for more stem cells before then. So nine. So if you're going to go back for more, you want to do it within like nine to 12 months. And so that's why we're going back when we are. And we also kind of just wanted to set it up for possibly a time where we're going to try to go back every single day. It just works better for our family and Eva's schedule and schools and therapy and everything. So now that we've done it once, we'll hopefully continue to go back every May. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's going to be a fun adventure. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Uh, Angela is probably the most talented photographer when it comes to Instagram in our family. I don't know about a talented photographer, but I'm really good at just sharing our everyday life on my Instagram stories. So you can follow along on Angela Bly Miller, which you probably already do if you're here. But um, May 22nd is when we fly out. We'll be there for five weeks and um, spend some time together as a family, enjoying the beach life and helping Theo to connect with Mother Earth, be in direct to contact. Out there, though, we, to do stem cells, you don't need full five weeks. We're going there. You only need like five days for stem cells. We're going there to just really celebrate where we're at as a family and healing we're very fortunate that i can work remote with my job and this is a celebration for our family for where we've come um for how far we've come from everything that we've learned as a family together and uh it's for us to enjoy our time a little bit together uh in the sun and on the beach and we want to share our story with as many people as possible. So don't forget to share this podcast. Don't forget to share our Instagrams with others. Because if there's kids out there that are suffering from pandas or autism and they have gut dysbiosis, and um, we would love to help as many people as possible. That's really why we're trying to run this podcast, run this brand is there's so many kids out there that don't realize the things that you can do to improve uh, gut health and overall health for the, the special needs kids, but also for the family as a whole. So we hope that you invite others to join. Thanks for being here. Hi, this is the Pure Being Family Podcast. I'm Eva, my little brother's Theo, and my mom and dad are Sean and Angela.